Casey, are you there? I'm here. Hi, honey. Hi, how you doing? Pretty good. How yeah. are you? Oh, I'm fine. Yeah. Are you ready to learn some more of the Bible today? Because I took uh, notes in our Bible study earlier, and I just oh. I have to recount this because it's it is just... We have a lot of story today. Yeah, we do. Uh-huh. And it, a lot of it includes a very special person. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's somebody, especially in the month of October, that we all need to be thinking about, by the way, considering we're reading the Bible. We do? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So you're going to teach me about you're, you're going to teach me about the Old Testament today. Oh, definitely. Okay. These, this is something that nobody knows. Oh. And you will be amazed at how much knowledge you're gaining in in this podcast today. Okay. Right? Uh-huh. Okay. I'm ready. All right. So, last time, leaving off, if you remember, Ahab is king of Israel, and he's still hunting for that white whale. Jehoshaphat is king of Judah, and that's pretty much the state of things. <laughs> There's peace. They have peace. Uh, there, there's peace, but Ahab's a pretty shitty fucking king, and Jehoshaphat is just Jehoshaphat. I can't remember if he was a good king or a bad king. He's doing all right. Okay. Anyways, uh, so one day God decided to call upon Elijah and grow his dig uh, his his dick really big because he wanted him to be his big dick here on earth. Right? This is already demonetized. <laughs> Elijah then informs Ahab of this 15-foot whale penis dick that he just uh, grew and um, that there will be a drought because fuck Ahab. Jesus then comes to Elijah to give him directions. And the directions include eating dirty-ass food brought to him by ravens as he sits by a creek. Uh, Apparently, these ravens brought him... Breakfast. I don't know if it was like from Cracker Barrel or something. It it, it kind of feels like a Cracker Barrel situation. Okay. And that's uh, uh. <clears throat> when the ravens stop bringing him breakfast from Cracker Barrel. Jesus comes back and found Elijah playing with his big old whale dick, and he smiled a great big old smile. He was so proud of him. Uh, Jesus then told him to shack up with this whore in Sidon. Oh, and my God. <laughs> <laughs> because that tale was primo. Oh, fuck. He uh, met her on the corner for some suck, sucky sucky and some cake. Uh, Elijah does his business and demands, and then demands some food. She doesn't have enough, so Elijah uh, then has food miraculously coming from nothing, and she's really, really good with that sucky sucky. So she, you know, obviously got what she wanted. Uh, the widow, the, the 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 widow's son. If you didn't know, she was a widow. That's why she was working the corner. Um, the widow's <laughs> son gets fucked up really bad and dies, and then Elijah turns him into a zombie. Uh, Jesus then came to Elijah and uh, told him Ahab wanted to see that big old whale dick. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Obadiah Stane, if you guys don't know, Obadiah Stane from the Iron Man universe and Marvel universe in general, uh, he was working for Ahab and um, apparently was saving prophets of God like he was a superhero. 
little do we know, later on he becomes a villain. Uh, Ahab, though, has Obi go on some kind of bitch errand where he saw uh, Elijah walking. Obi lets Ahab know that Elijah's coming, and Elijah shows off his big meat pole uh, that very same day. Elijah then wants to have a dick measuring contest with the prophets of the other gods that Ahab has been, uh, you know, giving, uh, has been having in his kingdom and whatnot. So basically what they do for this contest is they have two bulls and they cut their balls off and then uh. the first one to deep throat both balls wins. That is not... <laughs> Elijah won because he has amazing skill at this because he's had a lot of practice with god right <sighs> people then begged for god's dick and end up massacring all the other prophets like normal fucking people would do definitely not psychopaths um jezebel then gets envious of that big old whale dick so uh she threatens to chop it off elijah then flees to the desert to retain his whale dick but has immediate regrets about it Jesus then slapped shit out of him and shoved some food in his mouth. Elijah then went on to Horab Mountain, uh, where Jesus and him had a sit down. Uh, Jesus saw his big old whale dick and then shattered some rocks with his fart that also caused an earthquake as well as shitting fire. <laughs> God was not in any of that, but then God whispered into his ear, and told him who should be king. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Go make that fucker over there king. Is basically what God said. Um, and then God named Elijah's replacement Elisha. The end. Hey, you know what? I was pretty close to five minutes this time. That was terrible. What? What? We're definitely demonetized. I would like to take... <laughs> I would like to take this uh, opportunity to thank all of the members and patrons out there <laughs> for supporting this particular podcast. Yeah, because we totally can't ever have this monetized, ever. <laughs> oh, what's up, heathens? How, How y'all doing? doing? So, obviously, I got some things wrong. Now... One thing I definitely didn't get wrong was the whole idea of Jesus being represented here. And we'll get a little bit more into that. And I'll explain why that's interpreted that way. Uh, but we also have a lot of parallels with the New Testament that we're going to be covering today. And I think that you'll understand when we get to them. But let's go ahead. Let's get on into the Bible study. Thank you, Casey, for putting up with my bullshit. Of course. I mean, what else would I do? We're, we're married, so we sort of bought that, right? Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Okay. So today we are doing First Kings uh, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, right? Right. So we're going to start out with seventeen right now. Um, like John said, we left off in and and when we left off, we actually left off in Kings twenty two because as anybody who's been watching this knows, if you're new, hi. Um, this is a daily Bible. Uh, so it's in chronological order. So the books are mixed up a little bit. Also, thank you for making it through the intro there. <laughs> <clears throat> just as a, pre uh, just, I don't know if I really have to say this to you people, but I mean, I, that was purposefully bad. So I know that that's not what the Bible says. 
<laughs> so in Israel, Elijah the Tishbite from Tishba in Gilead said to Ahab, who we know is the king, because Je- Jehoshaphat and is the king of Judah, and Ahab is the king of Israel. So he tells Ahab, as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, there will be there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word. So Elijah um, gives Ahab the prophecy that there's going to be a drought. All right. Mm-hmm. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah. So did you want to explain the word of the Lord situation? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So the word of the Lord is commonly known as the Messiah, Christ. <clears throat> so the way that this apologetic goes is that the, you know, there's the triune God, right? There's the Holy Ghost, there's God, uh, the Father, Yahweh, and then there is the the Messiah, the Son, right? Right. And so the Son is actually the one. Anytime you have an angel here on earth that is talking with somebody, um, at least in the Old Testament, that is going to be the Word of God, which is um, Jesus. Or now, the angel of God. Or, or the angel of God. Just any kind of representation of God on earth is going to be the Messiah or this Jesus figure. Um, and if you want te- like like actual biblical uh, support of this, just read the very first sentence of John, the Gospel of John. Uh-huh. Because it, if I remember correctly, it says, In the beginning uh, there was the Word, and the Word was with God. And so the word is Jesus. Jesus is the word of God in Christian theology. So um, this, this uh, of course, of course, this is but one interpretation of it. Mm-hmm. So just keep that in mind. There are other people out there that probably would disagree that this is like Jesus coming here and everything like that. Well, it wouldn't be Jesus. It would be the Messiah. Well, yeah. It, so there's very distinct difference between the messiah and then jesus especially in early christianity which i'm sure that we can get to when we get to the new testament but uh yes it's the messiah yeah well because in one interesting story jesus wasn't born the messiah he becomes it well yeah this is a really uh, interesting story well yeah well i mean that's gospel of mark yeah so anyway okay so the word of the lord or the and then the word of the lord came to elijah Leave here, turn eastward, and hide in the Kareth Ravine, east of the Jordan. You will drink from the brook, and I have ordered the ravens to feed you there. What the fuck? <laughs> Who's going to eat fucking food from a raven's mouth? Elijah. He's a dipshit. So he did what the Lord told him. He went to the Kareth Ravine, east of the Jordan, and stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. Some time later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Well, yeah. I mean, he knew that was going to happen. Yeah. So, but it's fine. (laughs) But, I mean, couldn't, like, he's like, it's only going to do a rain at my word. I mean, couldn't he just be like, word and like <laughs> cause there to be like a creek again or cause there to be rain or something set up some tents collect some rainwater fuck it's not illegal yet well yeah but he needed to send him to the next place he's going for reasons so, so like jesus showed up was like hold up hold up elijah before you scream that word i need you to go here and do this thing for me yes so then the word of the lord came to him go at once to zarephath of Sidon and stay there. I have commanded a widow in that place to supply you with food. 
So he went there, and when he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, Would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called, And bring me, please, a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug. I am gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat. And it, I'm not finished with my sentence. Sorry. So that we may eat and die because it's the last it's the last of their food there's no food or water anywhere and it's the last well so i don't know that seems a little dramatic like so that we may eat and then we're going to kill over i mean are are they going to kill over because apparently they're eating sticks no the sticks are for fire <laughs> it was like we're gathering sticks so we can eat oh well shit maybe have you tried eating food <laughs> They have to gather sticks to make fire to cook I, the food. No, I understand that. I was just, I was, I was laughing at, at how it was worded, I guess. But okay. So Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. But first make a small cake of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me and then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord gives rain on the land. Okay, so here's our first parallel with uh, Jesus in the New Testament. If you guys don't remember, there are a couple of instances in the New Testament where Jesus miraculously produces food, uh, you know, the, an abundance of food, basically. Uh-huh. And that's with the loaves and fishes. And actually, in the, in the New Testament Gospels, what you have is uh, two instances of that working into, I think, one of the Gospels. And another Gospel has only one instance of it. I don't know. It's pretty convoluted. But anyways, so this miraculous production of food is one of the miracles that Jesus supposedly had to, like, do in order to you know, be a prophet of God. See, the thing is, is that in the New Testament with Jesus, he has to do everything that the prophets did before him, but better. And you'll understand how it's better uh, as we continue on. With this particular instance, he's having, like, he has flour and oil just uh, endlessly produced out of this thing. In the New Testament, he has, like, uh, a couple fish and, uh, or a couple loaves of bread and, like, five fish. And he has, like, uh, bukus of the shit just miraculously uh, produce for a number of people. And so that's how it's a greater miracle because Jesus being the ultimate prophet of God has to do things more miraculously than the others. Yeah. So in this case, it just never let the flower um, empty right. or the oil run dry in this one, in this one jar and one jug in I, this house. I guess, do you like, do you cook bread with oil and flour? I mean, you, you can, but I mean, they, they make unleavened bread. If you re- recall. Oh yeah. That's the one that doesn't rise, right? Yes. Okay. So, She went away and did as Elijah told her. There was food for every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the the word of the Lord, uh, the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. Sometime later, the son of the woman who owned the house became ill. He grew worse and worse. And finally, he stopped breathing. She said to Elijah, what have you done against me? Uh, or sorry, what do you have against me, man of God? Did you come to remind me of my sin and kill my son? 
Why blame him? Like, what the fuck did he do? Did he look at the sun cross and then all of a sudden he ain't got a cough? Well, I mean, I think she <laughs> figures that she's taken in a man of God and she's fed him and everything else. And she doesn't understand why she's being punished because that's how they see this. Everything bad that happens to you is a punishment mm. um, because that's what they're taught. I mean, that's what the OT, te- that's what the OT teaches right. is that everything that bad Everything bad that happens to you is because something you've done and sinned. And so you're getting what you deserve. And everything good that happens to you is because God is blessing you. Mm-hmm. So it can't just be that something bad has happened. It has to be that this is happening because of her sin. Okay. So uh, give me your son, Elijah replied. He took him from her arms, carried him to the upper room where he was staying and laid him on his bed. Then he cried out uh, to the Lord. Oh, Lord, my God, have you brought... Uh, have you brought tragedy also upon this widow I am staying with by causing her son to die? Then he stretched himself out on the boy three times and cried to the Lord, O Lord, my God, let this boy's life return to him. The Lord heard Elijah's cry and the boy's life returned to him and he lived. Elijah picked up the child and carried him down from the room of in, into the house. He gave him to his mother and said, look, your son is alive. Then the woman said to Elijah, now I know that you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord from your mouth is the truth. <laughs> what? So like the, the whole endless flower and oil thing didn't give it away. It, yeah, I know that was <laughs> the resurrection of the kid is the one thing that did it. Apparently. Okay. So this right here is another miracle that's performed also by Jesus. Right. Uh, in the New Testament, Jesus ha- is, is actually, uh, talking with a, a person from Nain. I believe it is. Um, and they're talking about how their son has died or whatnot. Can you save him? And, so the way that Jesus is more miraculous than Elijah here is that Jesus just says, hey, your son's fine. Go home and be with him or whatever, right? Uh-huh. And so that's how it's – that's how he's a more powerful prophet is that, for one, Jesus doesn't have to call out to God in order to get it done. Right. Jesus is God, and so therefore he himself can actually do it. Right. For one. For two, he does this from afar, for one thing. So okay. uh uh, Elijah had to like lay on top of him very oddly, I might put. Um, <laughs> he had to lay on top of him like a few times and then he rose again or whatever. Um, but Jesus was able to sort of just speak it. Right. So that's the end of that particular story. But we, we, we move on. You ready? After a long time in the third year. So he stayed with this woman for a while. Mm-hmm. The word of the Lord came to Elijah. Go and present yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the land. So Elijah went to present himself to Ahab. Meanwhile, I can't, I can't get <clears throat> over the whole presenting himself. Like yeah. it just sounds like he's going up there to show off his big dick or something. <laughs> well, I mean, so here's the deal: in in throughout history, when you go and meet royalty, you are presented to them. Yeah, I no, I so I like get a, it what it means in this context. I mean, I understand it, but it's like, oh, present yourself. I feel like, do you want me to whip out the dick now? Or? <laughs> <laughs> this is odd. <laughs> the answer to that is, oh, like in public always no. is always no. Uh huh. Okay. So, <laughs> so meanwhile, the famine was severe in Samaria, and Ahab had summoned Obadiah. 
who was in charge of his palace. Obadiah was a devout believer in the Lord. While Jezebel was killing off the Lord's prophets, and Jezebel is Ahab's wife, right? So, while Jezebel was killing off the Lord's prophets, Obadiah had taken a hundred prophets and hidden them in two caves, fifty in each, and had supplied them with food and water. Ahab said to Obadiah, go through the land to all the springs and valleys. Maybe we can find some grass to keep the horses and mules alive so we will not have to kill any of our animals. So they divided the land uh, they were to cover, Ahab going in one direction and Obadiah going in another. As Obadiah was walking along, Elijah met him. Obadiah recognized him, bowed down to the ground and said, is it really you, my lord, Elijah? Yes, he replied, go tell your master Elijah is here. What have I done wrong, asked Obadiah, that you are handing over your servant to Ahab to be put to death? As surely as the Lord your God lives, there is not a nation or kingdom where my master has not sent someone to look for you. And whenever a nation or kingdom claimed you were not there, he made them swear that they could not find you. But now you tell me to go to my master and say, Elisha is here. I don't know where the spirit of the Lord may carry you when I leave you. If I go and tell Ahab and he doesn't find you, he will kill me. Yet I, your servant, have worshipped the Lord since my youth. Haven't you heard, my Lord, what I did while Jezebel was killing the prophets of the Lord? I hid a hundred of the Lord's prophets in two caves, fifty in each, and supplied them with food and water. And now you tell me to go to my master and say, Elijah is here. He will kill me. Elijah said, as the Lord Almighty lives, whom I serve, I will surely present myself to Ahab today. Oh, yeah, you got to show off. <laughs> big so, whale dick. No. So, Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. When he saw Elijah, he said to him, is that you, the troubler of Israel? I have not. Uh, I have not made trouble for Israel, Elijah replied, but you and your father's family have. You have abandoned the Lord's commands. And have followed the Baals. Now summon the people from all over Israel to meet me on Mount Carmel and bring the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah who eat at Jezebel's table. So that's a big table. Yeah. Well, I mean, he wants to have a dick measuring contest. I mean, any way that you really slice this particular part of the story, it's a dick measuring contest. You really don't need to be talking about dick and slicing when we're talking about Jews in Israel. Okay. <laughs> 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 so Ahab sent word throughout all Israel and assembled the prophets on Mount Carmel. Elijah went before the people and said, How long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. But the people said nothing. Then Elijah said to him, uh, said to them, sorry, I am the only one of the Lord's prophets left, but Baal has 450 prophets. Get two bulls for us. Let them choose one for themselves and let them cut it into pieces and put it on the wood, but not set fire to it. I will prepare the other bull and put it on the wood, but not set fire to it. Then you call on the name of your God and I will call on the name of the Lord, the God who answers by fire. He is God. Oh, wow. Yeah. Still, doesn't matter, dick measuring contest. So, well, the people accept it. They say, what you say is good. Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose one of the bulls and prepare it first, since there are so many of you. Call on the name of your God, but do not light the fire. So, 
they took the bowl given to them and prepared it. And I love how they say prepared it. They killed it and cut it into pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then you, they. You gotta admit, as far as like sacrifices, this is probably the least bloody sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they don't talk about blood at all. They're just like, they prepared it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, then they called on the name of Baal from morning till noon. Oh, Baal, answer us, they shouted. But there was no response. No one answered. And they danced around the altar they had made. At noon, Elijah began to taunt them. Shout louder, he said. Surely he is a god. Perhaps he is deep in thought or busy or traveling. Maybe he is sleeping and must be awakened. So <laughs> Damn, Elijah. I know he's Fuck. talking shit, right? Yeah. So they shouted louder and slashed themselves with swords and spears, as was their custom, until their blood flowed. There's oh, your blood. Oh, damn. Yeah. Midday passed and they continued their frantic prophesying until the time for the evening sacrifice. But there was no response. No one answered. No one paid attention. Then Elijah said to all the people, come here to me. And they came to him and he repaired the altar of the Lord, which was in ruins. Elijah took 12 stones, one for each of the tribes descended from Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come saying, your name shall be Israel. With the stones, he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he dug a trench around it large enough to hold two seas, two says of seed. He arranged the wood, cut the bull into pieces and laid it on the wood. He then said to them, fill four large jars with water and pour it on the offering in the wood. Do it again, he said, and they did it again. Do it a third time, he ordered, and they did it a third time. The water ran down around the altar and even filled the trench. At the time of the sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed, O Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and have done all of these things at your command. Answer me, O Lord. Answer me so these people will know that you, O Lord, are God, and that you are turning their hearts back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and burned up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, and the soil, and also licked up all the water in the trench. When all the people saw this, they fell prostrate and cried, O Lord, he, uh, the Lord, he is God, the Lord, he is God. Then Elijah, you ready what he does? Mm-hmm. commanded them, seize the prophets of Baal. Don't let anyone get away. They seized them, and Elijah had them brought down to the Kishon Valley and slaughtered them there. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Elijah's a bit crazy, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, he could have just let him go, but nope. You gotta go, and you gotta fucking kill him. Well, he's trying to bring Israel back around to God, and so in order to do that, he has to get rid of oh. all of the filthy... Oh, so let me let me get this straight. In order to get right with God, you've got to kill people of other faiths? Yes. Oh, okay. Good to know. Yeah. Y'all y'all should quote that <laughs> and name it with Elijah. I mean, that's not the first time that this is... Oh, no, been. no, no. This is, but, I mean, this is a prophet of God. Right. That, and he doesn't get in... Like, he does not get in trouble with God for this. No, hell so, no. Uh, so, like, the whole Ten Commandments thing, like, uh, you know, you shall not murder or whatnot, it doesn't mean you shall not kill murder it far as that context went was like don't kill your fellow jew yeah or well israelite i guess in that case i mean unless they fucked up 
Well, you yeah, can kill them and it's fine. You, you can fucking kill them if they fuck up, of course. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people want to make that assumption that it, it means just no killing in general. That's not true. Well, no, God, God loves you to kill people. Oh, yeah. He commit God commands people in the Bible, uh, people in the Bible to kill others all the time. So this is, it's not a thing. <laughs> it's like a quote. God loves to kill people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Uh, Elijah said to Ahab, go eat and drink for there is the sound of heavy rain. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel, bent down to the ground and put his face between his knees. Go and look toward the sea, he told his servant, and he went up and looked. There is nothing there, he said. Seven times Elijah said, go back. The seventh time the servant, the servant reported a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds. The wind rose, a heavy rain came on and Ahab rode off to Jezebel. Oh, sorry, Jezreel. I'm sorry, Jezreel. <laughs> um, the power of the Lord came upon Elijah. And tucking his cloak into his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. Now. Whoa, 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 whoa. So, like, Ahab wasn't walking or anything, right? Like, no, I think he was in a chariot. So, you're trying to tell me this old fuck Elijah fucking Ran. flashed his ass all the way to Jezreel or wherever before. No, he tucked, he, he tucked his cloak in. <laughs> he tucked his cloak in. His that ass sounds, wasn't hanging out. <laughs> you know, that sounds like it's like, look, he tucked his boner into his belt. <laughs> so, he was able to run without that extra wind resistance from his dick going... <laughs> In the wind. Yeah. <laughs> so Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done and how he had killed all of the prophets with the sword. So Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah to say, may the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely. If by this time tomorrow, I do not make your life like that of one of them. So she threatened to kill him. Oh, okay. That was a really convoluted way to say, hey, bro, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but they always say that, may God deal with me, be it ever so severely. They've said that throughout the Old Testament. And she says, may the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely. It's just a weird way to write and right. talk. Um, okay. So Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there while he himself went a day's journey into the desert. He came to a broom tree, sat down under it and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the tree and fell asleep. All at once, an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. He looked around and there by his head was a cake of bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and then lay down again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, get up and eat for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank. Strengthened by that food, he traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. <laughs> so... It's it's really crazy because he's basically spending forty days in the desert. Yep, just like Jesus did. Uh huh. So I mean, there's a lot of parallels between Elijah and Jesus. I mean, this is not like a wild assertion. No, no. Also, in fact, in this in this book, before not before every day, but before um, each main storyline, 
they have these little gray boxes where they do kind of a summary of like what's coming up and their apologetic. There's a lot of apologetics in those. And they even say in here, um, let's see, there is a great similarity between Elijah's miracles and the miracles of the Messiah centuries later. So they admit that there are lots of parallels between Elijah and Jesus. Right. And like another one that I didn't mention earlier was the manipulation of water. Because, you know, basically Elijah is a waterbender at the beginning of this because he controls the rain, right? Well, God controls the rain. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's a, it would be a, it's at Elijah's word that it, no, it's at God's. So, it, sorry, it, the way it was read, the way it's read may sound like that, but it's Elijah speaking God's word. So it's in quotes. This is what God said. Quote, and the quote ends after except at my word. So it's God saying at His word. Oh, okay. My yeah. bad. Sorry. I thought that it was it was phrased like at Elijah's word. Yeah, no. It, it's it's Elijah is speaking God's word. Okay, my yeah. bad then. And that's fine. Unless you looked at it, it does sound that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. Cuz I actually had to read it twice to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So uh okay, so he goes he he reached after 40 days and 40 nights he reached Horeb the mountain of God. There he went into a cave and spent the night, and the word of the Lord came to him. What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, broken down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. The Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Weird, right? Yeah, it's kind of odd. I mean, the God comes down to earth just for this one fuck. Yeah, just a blow by a mountain. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> so, the Lord, uh, so then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. That is some strong wind to break up a mountain. Oh, yeah. He definitely fucking let out a giant fart. <laughs> That's not what this means. Um, the Lord wasn't in the wind, so it definitely wasn't his fart. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if you if, if God's farting, he's not going to be in the fart. I mean, he's releasing the fart. Uh, oh, okay. So. <laughs> be the fart. After. <laughs> I just facepalmed the mic. Um, so after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, broken down your altars and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left and now they are trying to kill me too. The Lord said to him, go back the way you came and go into the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint uh, Hazael, Hazael, king over Aram. Also anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, king over Israel. And anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, from Abel uh, Meholah, to succeed you as prophet. Jehu will put to death any who escape the sword of Haziel, and Elisha will put to death anyone who escapes the sword of Jehu. Yet I reserve 7,000 in Israel. 
all whose knees have not bowed down to Baal and whose mouths have not kissed him. So I think this is interesting because it appears that God is saying, go and anoint these people kings. They're going to kill everyone who has knelt to Baal. Right. But he's reserving 7,000. Who haven't. Only. 7,000 only. If you, I mean, if you recall how many soldiers all these people have, hundreds of thousands. I mean, there's millions of of Israelites. Mm-hmm. And because, I mean, if if the soldiers, what they bring, like 450,000 soldiers to a battle. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of these people. Right. And he says, I reserve 7,000. Okay. What about that whole thou shalt not kill thing? I mean... <laughs> I know that I just talked about that, but yeah. I mean, it just it's mixed messages, God. It really, could you be a bit more clear? Thou shalt not kill, except go kill these fucks. Yes, kill all these people except these 7,000 who have not, whose knees have not bowed down to them and mm-hmm. whose mouths have not kissed him. So, Elijah went from there and found Elisha, son of Shaphat. He was plowing with the 12, with <laughs> 12 yoke of oxen, and he himself was driving the 12th pair. Are you okay? He was plowing the oxen, was he? He's a farmer. (laughs) Sorry, I'm 12. Uh Uh-huh. So he went up to him and threw his cloak around him. Elisha then left his oxen and ran after Elijah. Let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, he said. Then I will come with you. Go back, Elijah replied. What have I done to you? So Elijah, Elisha left him and went back. He took his yoke of oxen and slaughtered them. He burned the plowing equipment to cook the meat and gave it to the people and they ate. Then he set out to follow Elijah and became his attendant. Holy fuck! Do you realize how pissed off I would be if I was that little shit's father? Yeah, you killed my fucking oxen to feed people and you cut up my plow? To like, burn the fucking oxen? The fuck are you fire? doing, you yeah. little shit? <laughs> this is how we make food, motherfucker. Yeah. It's like, we can eat for a day like this. What about the rest of the days? Well, you're, you're fucked. Go get, <laughs> go, go get more. So that's actually it for today. Oh, we, we end with good old animal slaughter. Wait, nice. Yeah. I like that. Next week, we're actually going to talk about we're, we're going to talk. We're going to have a story about Ahab and Jezebel. Now, Ahab and Jezebel are considered two of the most evil people ever to live among the Israelites. Oh, wow. That yeah. is a big title. They're horrible. Um, Jezebel, it even talks about how um, her name, she's so bad that her name for centuries and still till now is used to describe treacherous women. There's even a demon Jezebel, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so that comes from from this person. Um, so next time we're going to talk about how um, Samaria is besieged by Syria. Um, God is going to talk to Ahab. Um, it's it's going to be interesting through through a prophet, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Israel obviously will prevail again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, obviously, because they're going to suck God's dick, and that means that once God's happy, the Israelites are happy. Yeah. So everything's going to be fine because obviously we're going to do this again. Israel's going to turn back to God. God's going to save them, blah, blah, blah. They make peace and they're good. Um, but then, 
you know, Ahab and Jezebel fuck up again. And Elijah is going to tell them of their punishment. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Uh, we've got Jehoshaphat and Ahab are going to pair up. And we're going to meet Micaiah. And that's... Uh, we're gonna we're gonna leave out in the middle of a st- in in the middle of this story next week because it's so long, um, but that's what we're gonna get through next week and the next one after that we're gonna talk about we're gonna finish the Ahab and Jezebel story and go on to Elisha. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of parallels with Elisha too, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not I'm not all the prophets, all these major prophets in the Old Testament have a connection with the Messiah of the New Testament. So, well, it'll be interesting to see what things are paralleled with Elisha. Yep, I'm yeah. excited to see. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, next week can't wait for all of that. Um, and then, yeah. So. Don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathens. Bye, y'all.